0: the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Trateras here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, it's always my buddy, my cousin Pal the Man with the plan, the one Only John Wick, And with us as always, <laughs> video producer Extraordinaire Greg Albert. We're here. Don't worry. This is gonna be a two parter for you guys, all right? This is gonna be a two parter episode. We got we're gonna talk about the Jets, give you some updates uh training camp wise, Zach Wilson being back and, and breaking it down. But the second training part- camp. This is not guys. a right, practice, episode, my friend. practice, my friend. We practice. are
1: deep in the hell right now. Yeah, you're right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Had a little brain fart there. It's all good, man.
0: It happens to the best of us. But the second part of this, we're gonna have Thomas from the Still Curtain, the Fan Sided Podcast. He's gonna help us break down this uh Jets Steelers game. So stay tuned for the second half of this podcast. But guys, it's the first half. You know, unlike the Jets, it's gonna be better. So we'll get. <laughs> let's get into this.
1: Greg, John, how are you guys feeling today? What's happening? Everything is good with me, man. Uh, you know, check out our last episode on the Knicks pod where we have uh Richie Malora from you New know, York Jets Media and New York Knicks Media. Uh we talk about the Knicks training camp, which is you know what you were alluding to there, because you're fully in Knicks mode. Uh, and, and I understand it. But do we have a big Jets game this weekend? The Jets have a really rough schedule the next five games, as we talked about. So We'll 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 get into this big Pittsburgh game coming up on the road in. Or I'm still calling Heinz Field. I don't care that <laughs> they took down the catch up. It's still Heinz Field for me. That's huge. I'm on Aaron Judge watch now that the Yankees won the AL East. Uh, I'm going to be, be in the in the Bronx all weekend. Rangers we got coming up. So I'm I'm in a good mood right now. Uh, just in general and. and I, I know last episode I was down bad about the Jets and I, and I I'm slowly starting to, uh, to, to turn here. So what's up with you, Greg?
2: Yeah, to your point, like that Richie episode that you guys did, it was great. Kind of previewing the Knicks a little bit and getting into almost like player by player going down what what the expectations are. Kind of just highlighting stuff that happened with them in the off season and talking about content day over at the Knicks facility, and then going in the back half of that episode or back third of that episode, kind of calming us down a little bit on the Jets stuff. I'm in a weird spot because part of me is just like, okay, listen, we said we wanted to be 2-2 and coming out of these four games before the season started. Don't freak out. We don't have Zach Wilson. To Richie's point, the whole point of this season is figure out what we got with Zach, and that hasn't even happened yet. So, you know, in a way, the season's just kind of starting for us. Zach ex- is back. Extended preseason. Zach is back. But on the other side of the coin, <laughs> we could easily be 0-3. This is a must win <laughs> game to get to 2 and 2, and I'm freaking out about the Steelers. So uh, I still don't know where I land yet. It's still early before Sunday. We just have to win this game. It's that simple. It's, it's a, a must
1: win. The worst part is it's a must-win for both teams, man. It's a must-win for <laughs> both teams, and that's yeah. why I'm terrified. It's the worst part of the, <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst Look, part of it, man.
0: Richie talked me off the ledge a little bit. So I, I like the, the game still sucks, still a sour taste, but looking ahead, Steelers, Jets matchup. Look, happy that Zach Wilson's back. He says, full 100%. practice, baby, full, full practice. practice, 100% ready to Cleared. go. I'm, I'm <laughs> every ready. Every good man. word, every you, good you word in the
1: book. <laughs>
0: you, you hear Garrett Wilson saying Zach was throwing these precise, uh, like through tight window passes. That's the stuff I need to hear, man. It's the stuff I need to hear. I need to hear that he's ready to go prepared for this game because John, you already said it. It's, uh, it's important for us, man, to go two and two. It, if you want to even have playoff chances, hope alive, stuff like that, we got to be two and two because as you said, the, the schedule, we're going to have Miami next. We're going to have Green Bay. It's a gauntlet, man. It's a coming New England,
1: up. Buffalo, Denver,
0: Buffalo, New England. Yeah, uh, like these are tough week, games.
1: Back to the Patriots. Yeah, uh-huh. it, it it's only getting harder from here. But dude, we we have good news. I mean, we, we talked about it. Zach is back. That's the great news here. The worst news is that George Fant is officially on IR.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: The good news is Dwayne Brown coming back next week off IR. Cross our fingers, right? He's had a month after we signed him. (laughs) Hopefully he's good to go. More, you know, more good news. We had a really good injury report regardless. Like Corey Davis isn't there. Thank the Lord. Uh, John Franklin Myers and Eccles are limited. So hopefully they get in there, you know, and, and, and make some moves. Quincy Williams obviously a, a dnp i'm gonna be shocked if he even comes near the field but apparently you know they're he's still around they're not gonna ir him which is really good news it looked really bad yeah when, once the cart came out man i was like it's over <laughs> you know like quits
0: williams flashing the pan you know they, they immobilized his leg i'm like oh
1: i know and then <laughs> i saw an aircast and then um my uh one of my really good friends, uh, a physical therapist messaged me right away because he knew I was at the game. He's like, if his, if his leg's an air cast, it's fractured. Like, that's why they suspect a fracture. Like, that's why you put an air cast. So I was like, oh, it's over. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah. Like, we, are. and then all of a sudden, uh, my phone was dead, unfortunately, uh, by halftime. And I was like, yo, who again, from last episode, I was like, yo, who is this guy number 36 with the dreads? Like, his, his dreads are covering his name. I had no idea who he was. I never heard of Marcel Davis and I was like, oh, this is the beginning of the end. But listen, dude, maybe Quan Alexander finally gets some playing time. I feel like coach Salah kind of giving me coach Tibbs vibes, not playing Quan Alexander. Uh but you know, he he's going to be in there. The D-line, I feel like got a little bit embarrassed last week. So, uh, I feel like they're going to be uh looking to for some revenge here. The cornerbacks have been unbelievable, like we mentioned, and the safeties have been putrid. So I'm hoping that everyone g- gets a little like plus one, plus two because, uh, you know, in motivation, because Zach Wilson, you know, is here and it's not, uh, oh my God, we're going into Pittsburgh situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of, yo, know, we finally got our quarterback. We're going into Pittsburgh and they are starting Mitch Trubisky. And on top of that, T.J. Watt is out, the best defensive player in the league. Minnika Fitzpatrick has a concussion, but he's full practice. But he's in the protocol, so I don't know what's going on there. Their number one cornerback, Witherspoon, has a hamstring. He didn't practice, which means that our boy, Arthur Mallette, might play against us. And if we don't tear up Arthur Mallette with one of our 19 slot receivers, I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, but we'll get to that, you know, a little bit shortly here. And uh, in the interview, um, with in in more with the still curtain on more Pittsburgh preview from their perspective. But dude, what do you guys think about this defense coming in? Uh, it, it, is it kind of the same thought? I mean, we were really optimistic going into last game. We saw what happened last game. We know what Pittsburgh brings in terms of offense, which is virtually nothing. Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, they've been amazing holding down corners. But the, 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 the question is, is Fryermouth going to kill us? Is, uh, are the running backs going to kill us out of the backfield? And are they, they going to chase Claypool and, you know, Johnson or something? Are they going to blow off the top of our defense like once or twice and kill us. Like, what do you guys think, Alex? Who?
0: What do I think? Uh, huh. I think what we need to do <laughs> from a defensive standpoint, like what do we got to do defensively or what do we? Like, what do we Yeah, like, what do you, what
1: do you think this week, man? What do you, what do you think is going to put thoughts. as an output? Go ahead. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, cause right now, man, like, I think the one
0: thing I want to continue on from what Richie said and what I've been asking for is more running from the offense, man. Like, can we just stay like for us? You want me to, like, you want me to stick to defense? Like, I just have a lot of thoughts in general, like where I want to go. Defense, like,
2: <sighs>
0: I don't know. Corner's going to be fine. I don't really see us like we're going against Mitch Trubisky, but what I know you're hyped supposed about be Zach of?
1: Wilson. I know you're hyped about Zach Wilson. I just I want to stick to the defense right now because that's what's most important going in to this game against it, this is gonna be an under game. It's gonna be ugly. It, it's Zach Wilson first game back, hasn't played in a month and a half. The playbook's gonna be shortened.
0: John, so we time, have no left tackle. All right. Look, well, I expect ahead. Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed to, to do their thing, to stop Claypool, to stop, uh, who, who Johnson, Pickens. I expect them to, to be guarding whoever, right? And, and, and to stop them. I don't expect Mitch Trubisky to come out here and start throwing deep bombs on us. He's not that type of quarterback. We saw what he could do out in Chicago. It's nothing impressive in my eyes. I think if we can actually get a solid pass rush going, like our front seven actually show up. I think we have this game solid uh, if they can just replicate what they did week 1 against the Ravens that first half Jets are in a good position to win because at that point you I don't see Mitch being this like juggernaut of a quarterback where you can't figure him out. He's going to do what Joe Flacco was doing throw a lot of underneath and checkdowns.
1: I think that's good. I think that's a, a you know a, a pretty good comparison here where the Steelers are kind of running the same offense as the Ravens but obviously on a more amateur level. And if we could, you know, pull up that first half where we're keeping Mitch Trubisky in the pocket, making him throw, and he's not going to have anywhere to go if it's to our corners, and he's not going to beat them. So hopefully, he's not going to get over the top here. It's really all about uh, our, our linebackers and getting home with our defensive line, man. They've been. there's people want to yell about Salah not playing Huff, and some people want to yell about our players not, you know, coming home. Greg, what do you think about this defense coming into this game?
2: Dude, I think it's huge. One thing that stood out to me when like scrolling through Jets Twitter over the last few days, Connor Hughes had a tweet I thought was great about the incident between Quinton Williams and Aaron Whitecotton on the sideline. And that got t- tons of so- social media, you know, attention, the blow up, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. What people didn't pick up on and what Connor did, which I thought was awesome, was that the Jets rushed just five or more players five times after that before the talk when we rushed four we did it eight times for one pressure and no sack after the discussion on the sideline we rushed four 18 times had eight pressures and two sacks like i just think there's i think there's a young team that's just trying to find its groove it's a young coaching staff that's trying to find its groove and tempers flare, especially on game day when you're in the game. So I think there's just some disconnect between this coaching staff at certain points and these, the players at certain points. Richie did a great job. I think breaking down to the, the communication skills of the secondary and how these guys are coming from all different places. They communicate differently. They have to get on the same page. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen during preseason when they're playing a handful of snaps. It happens. In the first part of the season that we're still in. So seeing some stats like that gives me hope for this defensive line. And just knowing the amount of money that we talked about in the last episode, <laughs> uh, when we, when we did the recap of the game and then also the talent we have, man, we have a lot of talent on this defensive line. So the Steelers offensive line looked pretty good last week. I think they allowed two QB pressures, no sacks, um, against a pretty good, uh, Cleveland defensive line with Miles Garrett and others. That we certainly had a tough time with when we played them. So, um I think the Steelers' offensive line's okay. Our de- our defensive line needs to be better. We have to get home. We have to pressure Trubisky because if he gets off schedule a little bit and he gets you know off his rocker, I think that you know is favorable for us, especially against with our secondary with our cornerbacks. He's not definitely whole secondary.
0: He's definitely easy to fluster, but without Quincy Williams, you know who's projected to be doubtful for this game, right? Yeah. Do we expect? Yeah, I'm just but do we expect Jamin Sherwood to hop in there and bring the pressure?
1: Well, I think it's uh I think it's Quan Alexander uh, that's gonna take care of uh, you know, that spot. And I, I, I kinda wanna piggyback off uh of Greg's comments to answer that because it's not really communication, I don't believe, on the field. I think it's to be honest with you, stubbornness in the defensive Scheme, and they want to keep. They, for example, Cincinnati struggles against the Tampa two. We decided we don't want to do that. That's what they're talking about. We want to keep more defensive backs on the field. That's how Salah likes to run it, right? That's why we're not rushing four. Once they took that off, they started rushing four. Cincinnati struggles against that number one, and we were getting home. So yeah. it's just like you're, you're being stubborn, dude. That like that that's why it, it's really a lot like Coach Tibbs. You know, if you're a Knicks fan and you're watching that, it, there's a lot of comparisons here from from that angle because they're being stubborn. And once they let go of it, all of a sudden there were instant results. So I'm there's, hoping also that f- there's also there's also a fine line not,
2: not to cut you off. And there's also no. a fine line between being stubborn and just not getting it. And that's what worries me. I don't know if Salah is stubborn. I'm a little concerned that he and his staff is just not getting like what's going on. Like it's crazy to me that you have defensive linemen on his first contract. He's fighting for a second contract. He's trying to get paid. He's one of the highest rated PFF defensive linemen in the league. I think he's top three against the rush interior defensive linemen. Like he is like freaking out on the sidelines. Like, yo, this is what we're seeing. This is what we're trying to do. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. And it obviously worked. It fixed it because the the Bengals did not look the same in the second half. The defense looked a lot better. I'm just a little nervous if it's stubbornness or if it's
1: <laughs> I feel something you. else.
0: And imagine yeah. <laughs> if imagine if they actually adjusted and then they're still in the game. and You can actually establish a run game, right? You don't have to con- consistently go. It's it's that's complimentary football right there. So this is where we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens uh, against the Steelers. We'll see if it's stubbornness or or lack of understanding. or maybe even both man it could be a it could be both all
1: right so let's let's talk before, a little bit of let's talk a little bit adjustment'll oh, go ahead Greg
0: before we go to offense though I do have one
2: thing that I want to talk about our defense is six in the league and opponent rushing yards per game yep oh, I we're believe okay that's right. I we're rushes okay. rushes per game yards 14th still top half of the league passing yards per game 16th. Seventh passes. So again, top half in the league. Where are we falling short? Turnover margin, 29th. We're not getting turnovers on defense. Penalties, 28th. Penalty yards, 28th. We're committing too many penalties. Like the, the, when we're not hurting ourselves by not getting turnovers and not getting penalties, we're a good defense. We've had good has. We've had good quarters. We've played pretty good against some tough opponents. We have to stop hurting ourselves on defense. It's crazy to say that about a predominantly it's been veterans that have been giving us trouble.
1: I mean, but. we've been letting up uh, seven and a half yards per attempt, which is literally bottom of the league. So we we've let up we've let up. Uh, oh no! Is that what we're, yeah, I mean we're we've given up seven touchdowns, also up there in the league. Yeah,
2: seven and a half per attempt is bottom in the league, but overall sixteenth in the league, two hundred and thirty-one yards per
1: game, plus so, seven touchdowns, also bottom. I'm just saying, yeah. the, the, this defense is, is struggling, in my opinion. There, there's definitely bright spots, and like we said, I can't believe it's the cornerbacks. That's crazy. For the first time, uh, there's been some complaints about Bryce Huff. Not playing. He, he's obviously last on this depth chart, but dude, Michael Clemens and Jermaine Johnson doing great on the edges, man. Shout out to them. Been great. They haven't really been getting their shine here, but yo, Michael Clemens is in on every play that he's in, dude. I love him so much. Uh, once, once they drop uh, a different jersey, I'll probably, be, I might have to go with the Clemens. We'll see, dude, but he's, he's him, top man. of my he's list the best. right now. He's, yeah, the he's the top best. of my list. So, uh, let, let's, uh, change it up to this offense right now. Alex was hyped about the offense. I wanted to go right into Zach Wilson because he is, <laughs> oh,
0: man. He's,
1: he, he's got the wide receivers on lock. He's thinking about his fantasy team. He, he, <laughs> he, he wants he want Zach Wilson back in there. And right now, we have issues at left tackle. We, we Everybody knows about. We got uh, our left tackle slash tight end, Connor McDermott, uh, <laughs> starting at left tackle. Probably a better pass catcher than tackle, which is very scary. Other than that, man, everybody is status quo. So at some point, you have to be able to handle one week, right? This is this is me being as positive as possible. You have to be able to handle one week of one of your offensive tackles not playing, and he's been on the team for what feels like forever. And you have your guys coming back next week. You have reinforcements. Everybody else is good. Max Mitchell, you got lucky, right? He's you has been awesome. <laughs> he's amazing. Your right tackle's all set. Elijah Ver Tucker, amazing. Connor McGovern, fine, no problem. Lincoln Thompson has been great ever since, you know, the first half of the first game. You have to put it together with Connor McDermott at left tackle. If you have to add a tight end, if, if CJ Azam if has to live on the left side, let him live there. You know what I'm saying? All game. I don't care because I am so excited that we're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. And let me tell you guys why. You're talking about the Jets defense? The Pittsburgh Steelers defense, and Alex, you're going to be hyped about this. They stink against the run. They are so bad against the run. And that's why I I, I wanted to tee you up for this, Alex, because you wanted to say all you want is for the Jets to establish the run. You don't want 65 throws by Zach Olson. No. <laughs> and warrior, I think disgusting. this is the game, man. I that just disgusting, man. <laughs> I don't know if we can run to the left, which might be a little bit of an issue with McDermott. But I think that this is going to be all about establishing the run. I'm looking for Brees Hall and Michael Carter to really get in this game. Tyler Conklin to block, CJ to block, get some passes here and there, some quick scree- you know, some quick slot stuff. But I'm looking for I'm looking for the run this week, man.
0: Oh, for sure. And we've seen that our running backs have been efficient, man. They're averaging close to five yards, four or five yards, depending on who you're looking at, and. I think it will just help this team overall. We got to control the pace of this game. Too many times we're trying to throw over these last couple of weeks, and it really throws us out of the game. We're stopping the clock. We're giving our opponents too much time to get back out there, to even score. And even going back to the 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 stats that you guys were talking about, you know, yes, our defense total yards wise is doing a good job. There's letting up a lot of scores because our offense and our defense, either by penalties or turnovers, are giving other the opponents good primo scoring position, right? If we can establish the run game, just eat off some clock, make it just get past the fifty yard fifty yard line, get some field goals, get more so touchdowns, put the other team, you know, on their heels. You Feel want like just to just be
1: leading one. in the game?
0: Oh my god, I know it'd be uh, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> in September in September. <laughs> <I'm> so- uh, <laughs> It actually, it's, not,
1: it's not September anymore.
2: Yeah, it'll be October by then. Bro. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, it'll it'll be October. we're over it. Oh, oh, good. October. Oh, we're we, good. We
1: can delete yeah. leading we oh, We're lead going lead to do you, don't worry We're going to be this good. Is, this is like Mark Teixeira when you just don't tell him that it's April. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Say yeah. April? <laughs> And he had that one year where he was hitting. It's like yo, someone changed his calendar, told him it was May, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. He's killing it. And so Go around the locker
2: room, start changing calendars.
1: <laughs> yeah, the 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 Jets got their one win in September. We're over the hump. We got our one win, Greg without Zach Wilson, and now he's back. So now real quick,
2: back. you were talking about our one win. I was I was trying to calm myself down this week, about last week. If we get, we got our September win. If we get two wins against divisional opponents, and we end up winning seven games, and Zach Wilson's healthy all season, he looks like the real deal. Is this, is this a successful season?
0: Yes, 100%.
1: I mean, according to Vegas, six wins is a successful season, so the bar is so damn low. But for me, it has to be playing competitive football in December, meaning a chance at the playoffs. We have to be in the hunt. We have to. We have to be in the hunt uh, around Thanksgiving. We can't just be playing like, okay, time to think about the draft, and we're still thinking about –
2: we kill the Lions week fifteen, even though it doesn't matter if we both have four wins. It's like, all right, who cares?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like you've been talking about how great this back half schedule looks. I want it to mean something. Like, I don't want the last six games to literally mean nothing. That's why we had to
0: be the Steelers. Yeah, you got to take it. You got to take advantage of easy matchups and with their defense, easy against the run in Heinz Field. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, you got guys who are injured right now. They're questionable to play. We got Witherspoon and F- Minka Fitzpatrick. If you will get there, if you will get, even though Minka Fitzpatrick was practicing today, he still listed as questionable, according to ESPN. Witherspoon's considered questionable. You got TJ Watt on IR. You know, this defense is, is hurt. Your offense is not good. This is a chance for the Jets to come in, become, get two and two, get Zach Wilson some confidence on track, this is just a good game as of right now on paper. Things could change by the weekend, of course, but on paper as of right now, we're, as we're recording Wednesday, first half of this podcast, September 28th at 8.48 p.m. It looks good on paper for uh Zach Wilson to come in and, and really get his bearings going, man. And just for this offense, just to start clicking, man. Well, you talked about it with Richie yesterday. Joe Flacco not caring, drop back, whether it's his three-step, the five-step, shotgun, it's like, look, man, if I launch this thing, I launch this thing. And we saw it hitting the goalpost. It was just like, let's see how far I can throw this thing. Zach Wilson cares, right? We, this is very different for him. He's not a vet who's won a Super Bowl ring and, ha- and most of his career is done. He's trying to earn something and do something. So this is a chance, man. This is a chance for him to come out there. This is a chance for his coaching staff to show that, okay, we could take advantage of mismatches, right? You talk about being stubborn, not going cover two. Well, let's see them take advantage of a weak defense. If it still stays weak, right?
1: They call it a Tampa two. So let's not, let's not have anyone freak out at us and say, Oh, it's a Tampa two. They call it the Tampa two. So Tampa two. Okay. Yeah. Cause the cover two is a little slightly different. Group. Yeah.
0: It, it, it is slightly different.
2: A um, couple of things though about the Steelers being beatable. Steelers 0 6 since TJ Watt was drafted when TJ Watt did not play one snap that day. So if he missed the entire game, they haven't won without TJ Watt. We can't can be. See the, why. We can't they be the first team the that run. they beat.
1: We can't. Yes, we can. it, can't yes, we can. it can't happen. Yes, we can. It can't happen. But we, oh, I mean, it can. I just there's don't an want advantage to here. There's an advantage here on the Jet side for the first time in a while. And before we uh, jump into this interview here and get some of the Steelers' perspective, because it's a must win for them, and. If you think we're looking at this like a must win, they're win, and we think this is an easy game, they're like, yo, finally, we got our get-right game, one and two, we got the Jets coming in here. you they think have they're going to like that? Tackle. Of course, man. It's the New York Jets. Was the last time we won in Pittsburgh, bro? They own us, man.
2: Dude, I watch a lot of Pittsburgh videos today, YouTube channel. Shout out to Pittsburgh YouTube scene. A lot of people are focused on Trubisky and not focused on the Jets. Like a lot that. of people are nervous about Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, and should we go to the young guy? All that
1: stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. listen, the backup quarterback, especially the rookie, he's gonna be—he's the most popular kid in town. Especially yeah. the rookie wide receiver, also complaining about Mitch, and everybody's complaining about Mitch. Like it's the whole league. It's not just like a Pittsburgh Steeler kind of thing. Yeah. He's—he's he's on the decline there, and they're—they're they're favorites. They're minus three to win this game. All the money, all the bets on on Pittsburgh. Like, well. Get into more of that on, uh, winning picks weekly. You can find us on the Apple, Spotify, but also on our YouTube on Knicks comma, Jets comma, ETC period. You go under, give the Jets, the Knicks and the winning picks weekly with our boy Chip Murphy at Chip Murphy seven. What do you guys think is going to happen in this game in terms of the spread? Alex, the Jets oh, are getting three points over under 41 and a half. What do you think, man? Think the Jets have a chance at this game? Are they gonna cover? Do I are they think... gonna win? What's
0: the line? Three. Three. Yeah, I think the Jets are gonna cover. I think the Jets should win this game. I think they will win this game, actually. I think I'm gonna be confident right. to say they're gonna win.
1: All right, um, all right. And
0: by the way, the last time the New York Jets won in Pittsburgh. January twenty third, two thousand eleven.
1: Sounds about right, Jeez. man.
2: We're going to do it again on Sunday. Give me the Jets 27.
0: Oh, sorry. 21. Sorry. Wrong, wrong date. Wrong date. That was the playoffs. December 19th, 2010. Sorry. We'll get the wrong one. That's okay. the last That's time the Jets play playoffs
1: count game. for me. That yeah, that
0: counts. No, no, that was, that was the, when they beat us. That was when the Steelers beat us. I was reading it wrong.
1: Oh, okay. okay.
0: I think we went out right in this one, dude. I think to
2: Alex's point, right now we are the 32nd ranked team. In percentage of run plays run in offense, we are the first ranked team. In percentage of pass plays run on offense, we are. It's not working out. It's not working out great, John. But you know what is working out great? We are the 16th ranked team in rushing yards per attempt. There's a huge gap there. 16 team gap, half the league gap, right there. Our coaching staff needs to see that. Our coaching staff needs to know Zach Wilson's coming back and we have to run the ball. We have to run the ball this game. I think we're seeing a breakout game from Brees Hall. I think we're having a good game from Michael Carter. I think checkdowns. Conklin's look pretty good. I hope he gets a full game of looking good because I feel like it's been spotty at times for him. Um, the Pittsburgh defense also not that great. So our defense isn't that great. Their defense isn't that great. I like the over in this one. I like the Jets winning out right in this one. Something in the low twenties for both teams. It's been 12 years since the Jets won it. Freaking.
1: To be honest with you, I like the under. I like, I like the Jets in the under here. Everyone likes the
2: under. That's why I gotta go over.
1: Oh, uh, everyone likes the under. I can see why. Yeah. I can totally see why. All right. Any other what last thoughts got? on this game? What do you got?
2: You can't sneak out of here without giving a score.
1: So. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I think the Jets defense uh is sneaky good because of the cornerbacks with somebody like Mitch Trubisky. I don't think he's gonna have enough time to throw it over the safeties. I think Jordan Whitehead's gonna tackle this week. I think CJ Mosley's gonna tackle this week. He's in Pittsburgh. If CJ Mosley's not motivated in Pittsburgh, like that should be in his blood. Like something like something should trigger when he walks into Pittsburgh. As a Raven. He should tackle this week. Jordan Whitehead, after what happened last week, he probably got embarrassed this week over tape. He's gonna tackle. The corners are gonna be good. And I think their rush is gonna be slightly better. I think Quinn Williams uh is gonna have a big game. Let's just let's just put it that way. Steelers are hurt. This is our chance. Zach Wilson's hundred percent. He said he's never been this happy in his life, which is a very interesting statement. And not healthy. Not like worked hard he's like I've just never been this happy in my life, which honestly that's exactly how I want my quarterback feeling so I'm gonna go with twenty to sixteen Jets okay with with Pittsburgh having the ball in their hands at the end of the game to try and beat us
0: okay I didn't give it my score my score is going to be twenty thirteen Jets. That's
1: what Very I got close. Food. Very close.
0: Yeah, I don't I think like Mister gonna be able to score. <laughs> I think he's gonna have a tough time.
1: I think so too. All right.
0: all right. Well, we're gonna take a little break, and then we'll be back with our interview with Thomas from The Still Curtain. So, so hang tight.
1: In the meantime, Knicks, comma Jets, comma etc. Period on our YouTube, Apple, Spotify, you name it, we are there. Right, Alex?
0: That's right. We are. What's up, everyone? And we're back with part two of the Jets episode of the Next Jets Etc. podcast. And with us to help us break down this Jets versus Steelers game this upcoming weekend, we got Tommy Jaggi, editor for the Still Curtain Podcaster as well. Tommy, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know we're here because uh we got a we got a crucial matchup for the Jets, right? We we just lost badly to the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals. Somehow the NFL gods and the league decided to give us the entire AFC North and to round out this AFC North battle, we got the Steelers as the last matchup. So we want, we're going to get some of your takes, man, and uh, figure out who, who who's more favorable in this matchup. John, who, who what's the line right now for the Jets and Steelers matchup uh, going into this week?
1: So yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, the Jets went up against the AFC North the, the first four weeks and it's crazy enough. We're just as down bad as the Steelers are. Uh, what's crazy is the Jets are plus three, getting three points. The overall is kind of, it's kind of high. Uh, in my opinion, both teams honestly stink. So, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens here. But what's interesting about, uh, bringing our, uh, our brother up from the fanside network on here, uh, from the still curtain is. We're both in desperation mode. The Jets are 1 and 2, the Steelers are 1 and 2. Both fan bases are going into this game like if we don't win, things are looking bleak. Uh on the one hand, we have Zach Wilson coming back. On the other hand, they have Mitch Trubisky and they're fighting with whether they should start Pickett. We'll get into all that. And on the other side, we all have injuries. We don't have a left tackle. They don't have TJ Watt. They might be missing Minka Fitzpatrick. Witherspoon might be out. We might see Arthur Molette, like we talked about in the first half, which would be hilarious. Another jet, uh, coming, uh, up against us. So three points. I, it looks like it moved up to three and a half. What do you think, man? What do you think is, what's going on in Hinesfield? We still call it Heinz Field over here. We don't care to us. It's still Hinesfield. What's yeah. going on in Hinesfield with the Jets coming to town? Is this your, is this your get right game? Are you worried about three and a half? What's your take on Mitch Trubisky? What's the state of the Steelers? Yeah, it's worrisome. We're, we're in the same boat as you guys, like you said,
3: and, and you don't think this way this early in the season. It's such a cliche to say that every game is like a playoff game, but it really is because you don't want to drop to one and three. After the Jets, the Steelers have the roughest four-game stretch in the NFL. They're at Buffalo. They host the, the Buccaneers. And then they're at Miami and at uh, Philadelphia in, in some really tough games before the bye. And so they can't afford to drop this game against the Jets. I was hoping that there was a chance that they would be able to start 4-0 and based on the, the strength <laughs> of their schedule to begin the year. And so now we're we're right in the same boat as you guys. Uh, and this is just going to be like a, a slugfest of some wretched bad offenses here, I think. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely, man. The, the 41 and a half is just screaming at me to hit the under. Down uh, that under. <laughs> it's going to be a disgusting game, man. And it's so funny you say that. You're so worried about the Jets' upcoming schedule. Uh, I mean, the, the the Steelers' upcoming schedule and how hard it's going to be. Literally, in the first half of this episode and last week, we're screaming about how terrible the next upcoming slate for the Jets is. right? We're at the Steelers, and then we're home versus the Dolphins, at Green Bay, at Denver, and then home versus the Patriots and the Bills. I mean, it's tough for both of us. It's so funny that we're looking at this the same exact way. Let me start you off with this, man, because last week uh, we're versing the Cincinnati Bengals. You're familiar with them, of course. We were hyped, man, because our strength is our D-line. Their weakness was their offensive line, letting up 13 sacks in two weeks. They did a really good job against us. We blame it on our defensive personnel and head coaching scheme. Cincinnati's like, oh, we're good to go. We got this back. And here we are against the Steelers, man. The only chance we have... Against the Steelers, it's to stop the run. We got to stop Najee, who has been, you know, decent. And we got to stop Mitch. We are confident about our corners. We are not confident about our safeties. So talk to me about Mitch Trubisky and your unbalanced offense. Honestly, we talked about how wretched it is, but talking about your unbalanced Steelers offense. Because I know as, you know, as a casual, you know, AFC fan, right? I'm a diehard Jets fan. You know, I'm watching the other games. The Steelers, I have no idea what they do. I don't know what they do right. I don't, all I know is they have a decent defense. So talk to me about what you see from Mitch Trubisky, and are you are you one of those guys screaming about the backup quarterback?
3: Well, first of all, John, don't feel too bad about the the Bengals whamping you guys last week. We were outscored sixty five to twenty by the Bengals hey, no. in two <laughs> games last year, and so we're used to that. We did get them. We, we caught them off guard. Uh, in week one on the road this year, but I'm, I'm not sure if it's, it might be all for not situation here. So in terms of the Steelers offense, it's not good and it's, it's really not good anywhere. So I wouldn't worry about your safety play too much. We can't hit plays down the field. Uh, Mitch Trubisky right now, believe it or not, is actually number one in passes attempted beyond 20 yards, but there's just no script and no consistent game plan at all. It's just a YOLO ball on third down, uh, down the sidelines. And that's, that's basically it. It's not. The, the, the middle of the field is not being utilized at all. Uh, Matt Candace, Sears' offensive coordinator, he he is calling an uber-scripted game plan that, that Mitch Trubisky really doesn't have the ability to, to to deviate from the script at all. And he's actually come out and said that, that he's not given the flexibility uh, to call audibles. And so it's, it's just the hashes being utilized. If you look at next-gen stats, everything is like in a U-shape. It's at the line of scrimmage. Or it's outside. There's nothing being utilized over the middle of the field. And so, uh, if you want to know how to defend Mitch Trubisky this week, you can basically play cover one. You can you can bump all your corners up to the line of scrimmage uh, and play like that U-shaped type formation, knowing that Trubisky is going to throw to the outside. It's what Canada has done all along.
0: Oh my God! So it seems like the Jets actually have a good chance, with knowing that our corners are pretty strong, and <laughs> we actually get if t- our safeties are break this week, John. That's what it sounds like, but. What about the running game? You know, you got Najee Harris back there. Do you think, you know, we haven't really seen, you know, you talk about the, the offense being difficult for the Steelers. Do you think they can get the running game going? What do you think about Najee Harris in this offense?
3: Was he healthy? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, at this point, he's pretty much healthy. Yep, he's dealing with a foot injury kind of through training camp. Uh The Steelers didn't really limit his usage at all. Uh They also have Jalen Warren, the undrafted rookie from Oklahoma State. He's getting in the mix a little bit as well. To be honest, and I know a lot of Steelers fans don't like hearing this, Najee Harris has not been that dominant workhorse running back so far that we'd like to see. He is in terms of usage and carries, but he's not in terms of efficiency uh, in the production that we want to see that way. And so uh, breaking down the All-22 film from the first three games of the season, I think there were some missed opportunities from Najee. There were holes there at times, but the problem with a player like Harris is it's, it's very much Le'Veon Bell-like and not Jets Le'Veon Bell, Steelers Le'Veon Bell, (laughs) but still a a player who, if there's a hole there, there's just not a lot of room for like huge play upside. Like he's not a guy that's going to gash you for 25, 45 yards at a time. Like he's going to, he's going to nickel and dime you for those five, six, eight yard chunks but it's never going to be a whole lot more than that unless the blocking is perfect because he just doesn't have that extra gear. And so he is a player that you have to account for. He's a guy that can wear you down, but he's not necessarily a threat to take it all the way if he gets a gap.
0: Okay. So and you're talking about giving like, you know, you, you mentioned the offensive line game, like the perfect like gas for him to be able to burst through. It, how's the offensive line looking? Because for us right now on the Jets side, when we look defensively, we were pretty good against the Ravens week one. Our our defensive line, our front seven overall, was just dominant. We were plugging up all the gaps, making sure that get making sure that one the running game wasn't established, and we're giving Lamar Jackson just a difficult time. Do you think that how do you, how is this offensive line looking for the Steelers? Because this is this is trying to get our get right game for our front seven right now. The last two games for us have been pretty mediocre to say at best. Uh, and we're looking at Mitch Trubisky. We're looking at this running game saying, hey, this guy can't really push the ball down the field. The running game, you know, as you talked about, Najee Harris isn't efficient. What's your offensive line looking right right now?
3: Well, going into the year and especially watching them just get manhandled in the preseason, we thought this was going to be the biggest issue on offense. Fortunately, it's not. But the offense is still terrible because of the quarterback play and the offensive coordinator. And so the offensive line has been solid, but... Definitely not spectacular. Uh, they're holding up in, in pass protection a little bit better than I thought they would. They're offering help on Steelers left tackle, D. N. Moore, which I think is the biggest weak link on their offensive line. But I do think that this is a matchup that's ultimately going to favor Jets defensive line over the Steelers. I don't think that, uh, I, I don't think that they're going to match up particularly well against a player like Quinn and Williams, who can kind of gash in there and knife them a little bit. But I, I do think that, uh, the Steelers offensive line has held up well enough that the Steelers should be able to find some success on the ground. They should be able to have some clean pockets for Trubisky. Uh, it's, it's other, it's other facets of the offense that really are not working out right now.
0: Okay. So,
1: okay. So, so luckily for you, the worst part about this Jets defense is our tackling and our mm-hmm. linebackers and honestly, our, our, our safety. So we might have somebody named Marcel Davis playing on the Jets as linebacker who I just discovered last week and we are all over. The practice squad, the cuts, the waivers. I've never even heard of this guy. I no idea where he came from. And that's what we're dealing with at linebacker. You could tell every single week teams are isolating their – whether it's their fourth wide receiver, their slot, or their tight end against one of our linebackers, against one of our safeties, and they're just gashing us, right? So that's how the Steelers are going to win this game. They're going to get Fryermouth. They're going to get him into this game. They're going to – Get these quick screens to Claypool, right? We know that Deontay Johnson likes to ball fast. Pickens, he's probably not gonna touch the ball if uh, Gardner's on him, to be honest with you, but you're not gonna need him to. So that's where I'm looking for the Steelers to kind of gash up the Jets in the middle of the field, as usual. If we can make tackles, it's gonna be a low-scoring game. But let me ask you this: when you're when you're staring, I mean you're you're a Steelers fan, you're Let's forget about T.J. Watt for a second. I know that has a lot to do with why you, you know your Week One success this you know this year. The Steelers has always the defense has always been the number one priority. Has always been where you guys are hanging your backs on. Co- you talked about your your coordinators, Coach Tomlin. I mean, he he rules all, right? You got Cam Hayward hanging out there. We can't forget about him. Devin Bush not having the best season, but he's still there. Are you guys licking your chops at Zach Wilson? It's so funny that you mentioned. Uh, pass attempts for uh, Trubisky over 20 yards it's so funny because we're also sitting here like oh yeah Joe Flacco top in the league in pass attempts but he sucks man we don't want him to throw 50 to 60 times a game now we have Zach Wilson first game I guess in six weeks right Are, are you guys are you guys licking your chops here at Zach Wilson like do you want him to throw is that the game plan stifle the run and have Zach Wilson beat you on third down
3: yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually just had an article about Zach Wilson come out, uh, yesterday evening. Yeah, we, we actually are kind of excited to get Zach Wilson this week. And it's not a knock on Wilson. The guy has been out. He's been dealing with a knee injury. Uh, the last year sample size as a rookie wasn't particularly well. Nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions finished the year with a 28.2 quarterback rating. So definitely unspectacular in some areas. Now he's got the big playability, but the Steelers have Experience going against Joe Flacco, and Joe Flacco has experience also beating the Steelers, and so it's hard for me to envision a scenario. I know the Jets right now, remarkably, they're averaging or three hundred and seventy offensive yards a game through three weeks, which is ninth in the NFL. I can't envision Ru- or Zach Wilson having that sort of success first week week back from a knee injury against a pretty solid Steelers defense. And so I think if you were to take a poll right now, I think Steelers fans would rather face Zach Wilson in this game where he's kind of shaking the rust off and and trying to get back up to speed here. Uh, But at the end of the day, I think, like, you're right. It's probably it, – it, this is a good time for the Jets, though, also to bring in Zach Wilson against the Steelers because this is a game that they could very well win
0: before they have a tough slate ahead of them. Really? They would rather see Zach Wilson over Joe Flacco. The statue that is Joe Flacco just drops back and <laughs> it's easy it's named, to knock the that, ball out of That's what the hand. he does.
3: I mean, I I mean, you you did put up thirty one just two weeks ago, <laughs> but uh, you know, last time Stewards did that, you got you got to dig back into the archives. So, I mean, the Stewards are averaging fifteen point six offensive points per game. Like, I think in my mind, I'm thinking like. I think Blacko can score 17, 19 points against the Steelers. And that's probably enough to get the job done, to be honest. And so uh I, I'm just hoping that that Wilson is so rusty. I mean, that would be the hope that that he's so rusty that from not playing that the Steelers would be able to, you know, kind of just get him rattled a little bit early in the game or have him force a turnover or two. And and that's kind of how the Steelers have to win. Like they they've got to uh they've got to control the the takeaway battle and they have to do Enough on offense to to score, but they haven't topped 17 offensive points in a game this year.
1: Yeah, that, that's the thing. There's some name recognition there with Joe Flacco. Right? Like you don't want to play Joe Flacco because of all those Steelers, uh Ravens game. But that, that Joe Flacco. Hey, I don't think, think do Joe Flacco door, is good. Bro. Yeah, it's don't, no don't, don't, don't no think Joe Flacco is good at this point. It, it's the same, it's the same Le'Veon Bell uh that's on the Jets. Mm. It's the same it's the same going on, same thing going on with Flacco, honestly. If you need some uh little bit of parallel Insight here. But you know, for the Jets, it's it's all gonna depend on what's going on with the Steelers' injury report. I mentioned it a couple times. I mentioned on the first half of this episode. It's really all that matters. If Witherspoon doesn't play, if Minka Fitzpatrick doesn't play, this is this would be the most deflating loss of the season for the New York Jets. Zach Wilson coming back. I know we don't have a left tackle, but that's pretty much it. Everybody else is healthy. If the if the Steelers don't have their top three guys on defense, we already know TJ Watt's not there. If Minka's not there, if Witherspoon's not there. It's literally just the Jets versus Cam Hayward, Miles Jack, and Devin Bush. Like we have to beat them. So that that that's that's what it's coming out from our perspective. And to be honest with you, I don't I know the Steelers fan base is in shambles right now, but you guys have Coach Tomlin, who has never had a season under 500, and he always steers the ship correctly, regardless of the issue. You guys have a backup rookie quarterback that you could hang your hat on. So as much as this feels like a loser goes home kind of game between the Jets and the Steelers this week, there just seems to be more hope for the Steelers. Like if you lose, you could still pick this up. The season is long for you guys. You have your rookie quarterback and you have a solid head coach. If, if the Jets get smacked in Pittsburgh this week, looking at uh, a tough slate ahead with Zach Wilson's first game, man, it, it, it's look, it's looking scary, uh, for the Jets. And we are literally last in DVOA. Uh, rating. So, I mean, we're, we're last on defense. So if the Steelers can't do it against the Jets, I have bad news for you, man. It's the last of Mitch. So I got to get the Steelers perspective on this. I know you talked about Mm -hmm. your, you, you hate your offense, but who, who who's your quarterback, man? Are you, are you staring at that backup quarterback? Uh, with, you know, this is the answer or is it like a grass is always greener type deal where as soon as we put him in, it's just going to be Mitch Trubisky all over again. And now you're not going to have any hope. (laughs) You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I'm not convinced that Kenny Pickett is the answer right now. Obviously, the hope is that he can be at some point. But the biggest issue in my mind with the Steelers offense right now isn't Trubisky. It's Matt Canada. And we just did this on the podcast yesterday. I think it's 65% Matt Canada's fault and the other 35% is Trubisky. And the combination of the two of them is very poor because you've got an offensive coordinator – who likes to run a very scripted game plan that doesn't throw over the middle. And you've got a quarterback who has averaged 6.6 yards of attempt in his career and doesn't like to look outside of his first reach. Mr. Biscay is number one in the NFL and going uh, to his first read. And so I think the combination of the two are not good for each other. But I also think that putting Kenny Pickett in this situation right now would not be great for him either because the the, the game plan is just so scripted and he's just so limited on what he can do. Like Pickett in in college football, I think he was second in in the nation in passing across the middle of the field, yards per attempt, and he can extend the play with his legs a little bit too and and keep his eyes downfield, and that's just really not something that Canada prefers his quarterbacks to do right now, and so that's a little bit concerning. I would wait. If I was the Steelers, I honestly would. No matter how things go this game, I think the opportunity was to put Pickett in after the Thursday night game and say – and for Tomlin to say you're our quarterback, you've got 10 days to prepare for the New York Jets, and you're going to go up against another one and two team, and we're going to be at home, and this is a winnable game for you. Now that they missed that window, like I said, you've got – the next four games are Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, Eagles. I mean probably, if not the best teams in the league, four yeah. of the top five or six teams in the NFL, yeah, yeah, you don't want to put – pick it in for that slate. If they didn't do it now, I'm waiting until the week 9 buy. bye-bye. And then we'll try again, get, give him the two weeks to prepare uh, for the second half of the season, and we'll go from there. But no, I don't think that Pickett's going to solve their problems at this point. I think their problems stretch way deeper than just the quarterback position. And so I'm hoping – I do want to see Pickett see the field. I mean, he's our quarterback, just like you guys went through with the Jets. You got that guy, you want to see him out there. I want to see Pickett out there. He's a twenty-four year old rookie, but I don't think now's the time to do it. I think that no matter what happens, and this game could be really bad from Trubisky, but the first three were as well. He's averaging five and a half yards in attempt. It would be the lowest in a decade in the NFL if it continued throughout the course of a season. And so I, I want that hat to happen probably at the bye at this point, just to just to ease his uh his opening a little bit more against a, a an easier slate of schedule. But
0: I- I need to know what were, what was Steelers fans reactions when they, when you guys got Mitch Trubisky? Because we saw what he did out in Chicago. There mm-hmm. couldn't be any comforting feeling like, all right, this is the guy we're going to be running with to, to really stabilize, you know, the, the, after the retirement of Big Ben. So what was Steelers fans reactions?
3: <laughs> yeah, they were really mixed, honestly, Alex, because, in, in in one corner, you've got the, the level minded, the fans that are like, okay, this guy is just a stopgap player. We know the Steelers are going to be target targeting a quarterback in the draft. And so maybe it's just that way to transition in and for Trubisky to play four or five games before they put, uh, whoever the quarterback is that they're going to draft in the future. On the other hand, there were fans who were very opposed to that move. Uh, wanting to go out and do the blockbuster thing. Like, let's go trade for Aaron Rodgers, let's trade for Russell Wilson. Mm. Uh knowing that how the Steelers do business, that really wasn't ever truly on the table. And so it looks like it is just going to be that route with Trubisky. Um, it Kenny Pickett's first appearance is probably going to come a little bit later than we initially expected, just because the offense is performing so poorly that no matter how things go in these next couple games here. I don't. I think most fans don't want to go to picket at this point. In fact, I put a poll out on Twitter the other day. There are some of them. There's a group of people that would rather see the Steelers go from Trubisky to Mason Rudolph next, just because this offense is in such bad shape right now. They're afraid of ruining Pickett, and I get that.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, uh, you know, this this awesome interview with Tommy. Uh, what is your prediction for this uh this game? What do you think is going to happen? <laughs>
3: Man, I've been optimistic, overly optimistic these last couple of weeks. I thought the Steelers would be able to beat the Patriots and the Browns. But like I said, they just couldn't get over the hump, can't get over that 17-point mark. I think they do it for the first time this week. I think Tomlin is in Matt Canada's ear. I think they need to try to at least make some plays over the middle of the field. We talked about Pat Fryermuth for a second. He didn't get his first target in the Browns game until halfway through the fourth quarter. And so the Steelers are just not utilizing that area at all. I hope they do so a little bit more this week. I'm going to go out on a limb and I have the Steelers actually reaching a 20-point game, which I'm not sure if they're capable of doing at this point, but we'll see. Now's the time to try it out against that the middle of that Jets defense with those safeties. And so I've got the Steelers topping the Jets 20-17 to this week.
0: Okay, John. I got
3: the under, though. That's still the under. Got the under. Oh, gotta have the under when the Steelers are
0: involved.
3: <laughs> uh, it didn't work out that way last week, but there was a fluky touchdown right at the end off of a pitch play. And so, uh, it, I mean, it, Steelers' defense wasn't good. They were getting gassed anyway. But normally when the Steelers are involved, hammer that under.
0: Okay, John, what, what, are you still sticking with the score from uh, from yesterday, from the first half of the, the pod?
1: Yeah, funny enough, uh, my score from yesterday was, or from the first half of this pod, was uh, 20 to 16. Uh, just the other way, uh, for the Jets, not many touchdowns, lots of field goals for, uh, for both teams. That's how we're going to get to this t- disgusting 20 to 16 score, but maybe a touchdown here or there for both teams. Uh, listen, man, I, I, I really appreciate how desperate the Steelers are, uh, not only to win this game because of their schedule, because of their quarterback situation, because of injuries on the defense. Nobody could appreciate that more than a Jets fan. It's just, it's really now or never for us. Our defense finally looks good, you know, on the edges, even though our numbers look bad, linebacker safety. It's just for us, we're so fortunate that you guys don't have a quarterback. So that, that, that that's really where we're at right now. We're licking our chops at, at, Mitch Trubisky because we're looking at our schedule. We don't see a, we see a quarterback every single week for the next couple of weeks. We don't see one right now. Uh, we were able to beat Jacoby Brissett, you know, the only non-real quarterback we've played so far. We snuck it out. But we beat him. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow didn't work out. I feel like that's going to be the trend for us this year. So we got to beat Mr. Trubisky, man. Give me 2016, guys.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm still sticking with my score. I got the Jets winning, uh, 20
1: to 13, right? (laughs)
0: 20 to 13. But we're so close.
1: All of us. We're,
0: we're, yeah, I'm saying 20 to 13 (laughs) just because the last time, uh, the Jets did, uh, you know, beat was the last time the Jets was a, Let's see right here. Yeah. I think that's like just looking at over the time from like, since the Steelers and Jets have played each other, that's been like the closest on like the most identical numbers. I see there's always like 20 and like the teens between these two teams. Of course, you have some of the times where Steelers or Jets have just gone off, but that's like a rare occurrence from what I'm seeing. But you know, John, we talked about this off air yesterday. This obviously favors the Steelers because the Steelers have just been owning the Jets, uh, out of the 26 matchups, 20 to the six. But look, man, we haven't beaten. The Steelers in Heinz Field since 2010, it, we're due, okay? We're due to get a win over here. So I got them going 20 to 13, and I think the Jets are going to do it if, they're, if they base it through the running game using Michael Carter and uh, and
1: Steelers' worst run defense in the league. We didn't even mention that. We have, yeah. we have. I was about to
0: say two, that. Yeah, I was about two to really say that. Like,
1: running backs are 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 running stats aren't really. I don't think they're indicative really of how good we've really been on the run. We've had some stupid hold calls. Honestly, it should have won us a couple games, but whatever. Uh yeah, I, I'm really run- looking forward to Brees Hall and Michael Carter going off in this game. Way yeah. more than Zach Wilson.
0: Yeah, Brees Hall and Michael Carter is definitely the way for the Jets to get back on track over here. The Steelers are in the bottom five of the league, allowing 428 yards over 103 rushing attempts. Teams are averaging uh 4.2 yards per carry against them, so... You know, we haven't been able to see enough of our running backs because for some odd reason, Joe Flacco has to be, uh, this guy throwing 50 to 60 times. So I think that's the way to get Zach back on track to ease him in, get Breeze Hall, Michael Carter in the running game and just establish like control of the clock, man. That's how I think the Jets are going to do it. But Tommy, thank you so much for, for joining us today and giving us your takes on the Steelers. Please let our listeners know where they can find you.
3: Yeah. You can find our work at uh, stillcurtain.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Tommy
0: Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Tommy, once again. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in for another Jets episode of the Nish Jets, etc. podcast. Y'all know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Netflix, Stitch, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. We're also partnered with Fanside Admitted Minute Media, just like our guy Tommy over here who writes for Fanside for the Still Current as he just talked about. All right, so you can find this podcast on the Jet Press and the Daily Mix. Also, make sure to go to that YouTube channel, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit the like button add a comment leave add to the conversation so let us know your thoughts and opinions if you're a steelers fan join joining us today because you got your guy tommy over here let us know what you think about this game all right obviously if you're a jets fan come on guys let us know come on Unk. john's Unk needs to add more add more uh comments to the conversation dude
1: dude <laughs> I, he sent me a text last uh, on Sunday contemplating his life like i'm so old why am i spending time watching the jets i've wasted so many sundays i have a boat what am i doing with my life and i'm like dude i, I understand i was i was at MetLife, life so it can't get any worse it <laughs> took me it took me two hours to get to park lot it was raining i have no better experience than you do my man
0: oh man and then while you're also over at that YouTube channel check out the other podcast we got winning picks weekly also partnered with Minute Media John video producer Greg and our guy and coach Jim Murphy these guys go through every sport possible right now it's college football and NFL these guys are giving their betting takes so if you need to put money down the line these guys got murdered covered murdered last
1: week murdered last week
0: yeah you did and then last and certainly not least please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, Twitter TikTok you name it we are there thank you again to Tommy for joining us today we'll catch you all later next week for a rapid reaction of this Jets-Steelers game.
1: We out. Let's go Jets. Let's go Judge.